Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know, I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. The day your tax refund hits your bank account, it's a good day. You daydream about all the ways you can spend money should you treat yourself to a spa day, or what about that trip to the Bahamas? And then you remember all the things you should do with your tax refund? So in this Ask Shauna, I'm talking about ways to find balance with your tax refund and going to give you some tips on how to spend it. Everyone's talking money. I am your host, Shauna Game. And on these Ask Shauna episodes, these are some of my very favorite episodes. If you're new here, this is the time when I talk about a question that 
a listener submitted in a real just sort of raw, uncensored, minimally edited. Sometimes I talk over myself. It's just a time where I sit and talk with you. Think about it like we're sitting across from each other having a cocktail or a cup of tea. I might be the only one actually on this planet that doesn't like coffee at all, so I probably will not be having coffee. (laughs) But before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know about something I'm really excited about. I am going to be launching mid-March. I'm bringing back my signature Unfuck Your Money course. This is totally revamped and primed to help you do two things. One, the inner work around money so you can stop feeling so anxious, stressed, shamed, unsure of yourself. You don't know what to do. All of those things combined with the inner work around money so you can create a spending plan and goals and you can actually move yourself forward. This is my best course and I'm going to be doing something special. I'm only going to be opening up to 20 people for five weeks. You're going to get the pre-recorded course content plus access to a weekly live Zoom office hour session with me where I actually live teach and answer questions for those 20 people. So if you're thinking about financial planning, you want to work with a money coach, but maybe you aren't ready to invest a lot of money, this course is going to be for you. It is all of my best teachings over the last 15 years. Everything that I have learned and discovered about money and about helping you reach your goals is in this. And so the goal is to help you create real change with your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions around money. I'll be telling you a bit more in the upcoming weeks, but if you're interested in learning more, head to etmpod.link slash money course. I will have the link right in the show notes. You can get yourself on the wait list because again, it's going to be only 20 people this round. All right, let's, let's dive in here. Around this time of year, we are all thinking about taxes. Like it or not, it feels to me January, maybe 2nd, there is already commercials from TurboTax and all of the different tax providers. And I don't know about you, but it makes me it makes me a little stressed out, honestly. I don't I don't want to think about taxes right after the new year. And I realize I might be a little bit different. I'm a business owner. So tax time is always a little bit stressful. I actually can't remember when I got a tax refund as a business owner. I usually end up owing money. So I live very vicariously through you if you do get a tax refund. (laughs) Now, this episode today was inspired by a question from Liz, who wrote in and said, Hi, Shauna, I've been listening to the podcast for over five years now, and this is the first time I'm submitting a question. I always end up leaving my tax refund in my bank account each year. And then when I go to spend it on something good, it's vaporized, as you say. I feel a bit embarrassed that I haven't done anything grand with my refund, so I'm hoping I'm actually not the only one who does this. This year, I think I'm going to be getting back somewhere around six to $7,000, and I'd like to find better balance with the money, like spend some a bit wildly and then put others towards investing or my debt or something worthwhile. Basically, I want to have a plan for my tax refund this year. Any tips or ideas that would be helpful? I bet also, since you talk a lot about our thoughts around money, the same thing applies here. I probably told myself I'm never good with my tax refund, so I just keep repeating it over and over again. Okay, how do I stop doing this? Thanks again for a great podcast. (laughs) Liz, first off, my friend, thank you for being a listener for five years. You have 
been with me through the name change of this show, <laughs> lots of changes in how I talk about money and the way I want to show up on this podcast. Even though I am a money expert, I am still very much on a journey with you, learning more and more about how to get in a good relationship with money and how to use that money to unlock the life that you want to live. Because I don't think you ever reach this destination point where you're like, okay, yes, everything's great with money. I no longer get anxious, stressed, fearful, defensive, whatever the word might be around money. I, I have not met a single human that arrives at that point <laughs> at any point in life. And it's because money is this vital need. We need it like we need air and water and food. We unfortunately also need money to some extent. And so it's just this playground always ripe with emotion. And the emotion just sort of carries us along with it until we get to the place where we're like, hey, money, listen, we got to have a little bit of a conversation. We got to do things a little bit differently, you and me. So Liz, thank you for your honesty too. You are definitely not alone in wondering where your tax refund goes. This is a very common response that I hear over and over and over again from a lot of people. Every year I get dozens of questions from all of you asking me some sort of the same question. What should I do with my tax refund? How do I not blow my tax refund? My tax refund was in there and now it's disappeared. What do I do? So this is a very common theme. And I think with money, right, if you leave it in your bank account, it just disappears. You know that this happens. You have had this experience happen. Maybe you get a raise at work or you get your bonus or maybe you land another client and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so fantastic. I've got another, I don't know, $10,000 or $20,000 coming in this year. I should really do something with it. And then you leave it there <laughs> and then you go back to find it and it's it's not there. Where did it go? <laughs> That's why I love this idea of creating a spending plan so you know where your money is going. And then the trick is that you automatically start sending your money towards your goals. So you take it outside of your emotional response you having to decide what to do with that six or seven thousand dollars, that actually is a very strenuous mental workout that your brain and your body goes through. And it fights through all sorts of things, your relationship with money, how you how you think about money, your worthiness, what you think you deserve, what you think you don't. Maybe there's something else going on where you spending that money just, it makes you feel good, right? It fills a hole. It fills some sort of emptiness inside of you. All of this is human. This is a very human response that we all go through. It doesn't make you a bad person. So we have to create a structure around our money so that we take some of that out of our, out of us just having to make a decision point, right? So one of the things I teach in my Unfuck Your Money course is how to do this, how to create a spending plan that works for you, how to set up things on autopilot so your money automatically goes to all of these places, your bills, your goals, the things you want to do, and it removes a lot of that emotional response. But I also don't think you need to use all of your tax refund for quote unquote good. 
Find what works for you. Some of your money goes toward your goals. Maybe some of it you do spend frivolously however you want. You've got to give yourself permission to be human after all. And when it comes to money, we really like to separate people into two categories, those who do it well and those who mess everything up, muck it all up. And most of us feel like we belong in the category of mucking it all up. But it shouldn't be that black and white. There's a lot of gray area there. And ultimately, whatever you decide to do with your tax refund, Liz and everybody else listening, that's up to you. You don't owe me or anybody else in your life, maybe somebody that's financially dependent on you, you don't owe any of us any kind of explanation of what you do or don't do with your money. So I really want you to work on removing that language from your vocabulary, good and not good. Let's just look at it like, how do we want to spend our tax refund? Well, I want to have a little fun with it. And then I want to also put it towards some of my goals. Both of the things that you want to use your money for are equally good. They're just different, right? They're just different. Um, I, I want to tell you this story. I got my very first tax refund in college. I was running a nonprofit when I was in college. And the very first year... <laughs> I got, I don't even remember how much it was. I, I think it was under $1,000. It wasn't that much money, but to a college student, it felt like a lot of money. And so I said to a couple of my friends, like, hey, I got my tax refund. <laughs> and a lot of my friends didn't have a job, so they didn't have a tax refund. And so I said, hey, let's, let's go to a day trip to Chicago. I went to school in Indiana. So it was like a, I don't know, four or five hour drive. And we got in the car, we drove to Chicago. We parked, we went to Cheesecake Factory and ordered just a, just a ton of cheesecake, way too much cheesecake. And we had milkshakes and we had food. I mean, if you've ever been to Cheesecake Factory, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of food options. And then we went out, we went shopping and I don't know, we left in the evening, drove back to college and I had spent a pretty good chunk of that tax refund that day without really consciously being aware. I knew I was spending money, but I guess I, I didn't understand how much. So I remember sitting down about a week or so after that trip and thinking, okay, now I'm going to take that extra money and I'm going to move it into a savings account because that's something I probably should do with my money, right? I was still in that camp of good versus not good. And I went to my bank account and that money wasn't there. And I had this moment of panic. I remember thinking, what is happening? Why, where did that money go? And I, I called my parents. <laughs> I was like, the money was there. And then it wasn't there. And they're like, okay, well, what did you do in between the time that you've got the money and now? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I did my normal stuff and I went to Chicago for the day. And they were like, oh, what'd you do in Chicago, right? So basically they were, <laughs> they were, letting me, I guess, tell the story of what happened to the money. And I remembered being 19 years old and thinking, aha, okay, so this is how easy money can come and go. But that didn't, that didn't solve everything for me, my friend. I had many, many more lessons in life where <laughs> I learned this over and over and over again. And in fact, I even had credit card debt at that time. So Probably, if we're going to use the good and not so good, the best thing I probably should have done with that money was 
immediately apply it to my credit card debt. But of course, I didn't do that because that did not seem as fun and as exciting as taking my friends, driving four hours and going to eat copious amounts of food at Cheesecake Factory. Hence my sort of thesis about money that we're always going to come back to. It's emotional. It doesn't make sense. And so we have to do our best to kind of take out the emotion as much as possible. We still want emotion because we're human. This is what makes us activated and excited about things. We want some of that emotion, but what we want to take out is some of those emotional cliffs where we have those panic moments around money because we realize that we've spent all the money and now we can't undo what we just did. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. 
Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. There's another exercise I like to do. I call it my two-by-two list, and it works this way. I write out two goals that I have in these categories, health, relationships, wealth, and career. Now, they can be short-term or long-term goals. This is totally up to you. But I want you to write them in third person, too. So something like, Shauna is thriving physically and works out three days a week with weights. Shauna invests 5% of her take-home pay every month in her retirement accounts. When you write them out this way, it helps you psychologically get aligned with your goals, but also tells the current you, the current version of you, who the future you wants to be, right? So it's it's not like you saying, I'm going to work out three days a week, but then your brain comes in and says, yeah, right. You've never been good at that, or you've never been good at investing, so why are you going to start now, right? And then you go, yeah, right. I'm not good at that. I'm not going to do that. But when you start writing your goals like this in the third person, there's a little bit of a detachment from the current you in the future you. And you say, this is me now, but Shauna in the future, this is what she does. This is how she chooses to live her life. These are the action that she takes. So it's, I have found, I've been doing this for a couple of months myself, I found it's really great. And what I do is I put that list somewhere I can read it every day I wake up and right before I go to sleep, because this is when your subconscious is uh, most susceptible to messaging. So I really want to just like permeate these goals inside of me that these are the things I want to do. This is how I want to spend my money so that I can train myself to emotionally be attached to these goals that I want to achieve. And so there are a couple of places where most people put their tax refund. I call them the threesome. Pay off debt, save for your emergency fund, and invest your money. And all of these three are really great. Again, I want you to find goals that you're really excited about, even if it is a money goal. And maybe it feels a little bit like a chore. Figure out how you can be excited about this. So what I often think about is what is your money pain point? What is that thing that wakes you up in the middle of the night? Is it student loans? Is it credit card debt? 
left over from maybe the holidays? Is it a desire to retire early or start your business? Can you use some of your tax refund to lessen that pain point, to make that a little bit easier for you, to make you excited as well? Like, wow, I used some of my refund. I paid down a little bit of my credit card debt or my student loans. And now I feel really motivated. I feel really motivated to be intentional with my spending, to create my spending plan. All of these things, they're just tricks that we're trying to do to get your your brain, your body, your mind, your everything about you moving in the direction towards the things that you really want to do in life. If you're going to use your tax refund to pay off debt, something really good to do if you've not done this before is create a chart of all of your debts. Your interest rates, the minimum payments, uh, the type, is it credit card, is it an auto loan, is it a student loan? The best way to actually save money is to pay off the debt with the highest interest rate first. So you're going to look on your chart and you're going to say, where is the highest interest rate? Okay, bang. Let me send however much, all, a portion, whatever of my tax refund in that direction. So you're going to start seeing that debt chipped away. Again, we're using this as like, um, let me see if I can think of a good metaphor. I, we're using it like a stair step, right? So we're, we're trying to say, let me use some of my tax refund to help me with some of these pain points that are really bothering me around money. And then when I do it, let me see if it gives me a little bit of a lift, right? And maybe I want to then be motivated to go and look in my spending and say, hmm, are there any other like changes I can make? Is there any way I could spend a little bit? maybe better? Or is there something I could cut out? Or what are options available to me? Right? And so then you're motivated to stick with this. If you're going to invest, maybe you think about opening a Roth IRA or increasing your contribution percentage with your 401k at work, something measurable so you can see this happen. And so what we want to start doing is start attaching positive supportive, empowered emotions around these choices that you're making with your money. But the same thing, right? If you're using a piece of your money, Liz, like you said, to just do something frivolous and have fun, I want you to have an emotional attachment to that too. And I want you to not shame yourself for making that choice. This is very important. I want you to have the same emotional response if you're paying off debt as if you're taking some of that money and having fun. Because I want you to tell yourself that money can actually be enjoyable. It doesn't have to be stressful 24-7. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all in one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard, 
You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this, they release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are some other places you could use your tax refund money. Maybe they might not seem like fun ideas, but they could be smart choices. You could look to create a will or a trust. You could use a lawyer. Usually that'll be a couple thousands of dollars. But there are also many online sites like trustandwill.com for a you know, for a couple hundred bucks, you could create a will, you could create a trust, you could get some sort of financial foundation for you and your family. We could also look at life insurance policy, maybe a term life insurance for financial protection, particularly if somebody is dependent on you for your income. Life insurance can work very well for that purpose. I know life insurance gets a bad rap, but I have spent 15 years helping people with life insurance, and I can tell you that there are definitely some people that don't need life insurance, but there are definitely some people that do. So using a blanket statement like life insurance is a bad use of your money, I think is just a very unfair and kind of naive approach to life insurance. There are also many great online sites like Policy Genius and Ladder Life and Ethos Life that make getting life insurance super easy. They have calculators online. You can apply online. Within minutes, you can get a decision. I will link all of that in the show notes if you want to go over and check it out. Another thing, right? You could upgrade your house. Things like windows, roof, bathrooms, kitchens, those are all really great investments that are going to add to the overall value of your house. But I mean, even if you just want to like paint a room or put up some wallpaper or get some funky little poster signs off Etsy, then put them in your bathroom and make everybody laugh when they're going to the bathroom. I mean, it's still a great use of your money. (laughs) Maybe you want to take an online class or get a certification in your field, recession-proof yourself as much as possible. Or maybe you want to donate to a charity that you love. You know, we recently had an episode with Adam Nash, the CEO of Daffy.org, where he talked about this idea of the generosity gap, that there's a lot of people out there that want to give money, but they don't know how to get the money to the organization. They don't even know the organization's that are out there for them to give money to. And so it creates this generosity gap. There's people who want to give money who aren't giving money. 
And so Daffy is this really cool organization that has kind of come along and said, hey, let us connect you who wants to give money with the organizations that are out there that really need your money. But I want to come back to this idea, Liz, that you brought up, this really good point that I think we need to spend a little bit time talking about, this point about mindset in your tax return. You know what, again, normally happens with your tax return, and you are hoping that you can create something different this year. You want a different outcome. And I love that you asked this question and that you were not afraid to ask this question because it's about you saying, hey, I've done it in the past this way, and maybe I'm not totally happy about the situation or the outcome. But again, I think it's something that we can all really relate to, whether it's a tax refund, whether it's money that we inherited, whether it's our annual bonus, or again, another client that we get, whatever it might be, we've all had a certain amount of money that has come in to our bank account. And it's just not there when we go back to use it. And sometimes it's like a head scratcher. Where did that money actually go? What did I actually use it for? And because money is emotional and because it is irrational, it's hard for us to look at the numbers and say, okay, logically, here is where the money went. And logically, I made those choices for that money. It just, it's not that simple when it comes to money. So you wanting to create something different this year, let's call that your circumstance. Typically, the money gets spent somehow and, and you just, what you said is you think you're not good with money. You're not good with your tax return. And then maybe you feel some sort of shame or judgment or sadness. And the action is that year after year, you keep repeating this pattern. This is totally normal. This is a process that cognitive uh, behavioral therapy talks about. And I love this. I use this a lot when it comes to money because it is so incredibly relatable. And I think there's a few extra elements when it comes to money versus just I don't know, our, our normal thoughts. And I think it's because money is this this vital need. So I call this your your money pie. And it works a little bit like this. Your thoughts, what you're thinking, influence your feeling. Your feeling influences your actions that you take. Your actions influence your patterns and behaviors around money. So I think of it like a pie, right? There's all of these layers that we're kind of stacking up, but we're starting with our thought. So this year you want to do something different. So we've got to change your thought about your refund and what you're going to do with it. Can you try out maybe a new thought? Maybe I'm going to use some of my tax refund this year to open a Roth IRA and then some of my tax refund I'm going to go on a weekend getaway because I've worked really hard and I kind of deserve it. That's your thought. That's your new thought. So how would that new thought maybe make you feel? empowered, confident, proud, focused? What do you think? What are the words that would describe how that new thought would make you feel? So instead of you looping back around to, I always make the same choice with my tax refund. It goes away and then I feel bad about it. And immediately I know when I file my taxes next year, I'm probably going to go through the same loop over and over again. But this year you're saying, okay, I've got a plan. I'm going to use some of it here and then some of it I'm going to use for something fun. So I'm telling my brain, 
hey, this is a this is a new way I am going to be doing this process. So that is your new thought, and that is the new feeling attached to it. And then guess what? It's going to create new action. You're going to actually put your plan in motion because you have told yourself the thought, the new thought, I can be trusted with my tax return. I can be trusted because I have a plan. I have an action that I am going to do with my tax return. I can be trusted with that money. That makes me feel good. It makes me feel confident. It makes me feel freaking awesome, whatever it might be. And then it works a little bit like a loop. These new thoughts create new feelings. These new feelings create new actions. These new actions create new patterns. They create new behaviors around money. So then you're interacting with money in a different way than the previous version, previous tax return version of yourself. You're telling yourself, I can be trusted. I can be trusted going forward. I'm going to create a new thought about this. I'm not going to tell myself that I just blow money every single time I get money. I'm going to give myself a new stimulus, a new thought. So the circumstance hasn't changed. The circumstances, you're getting a tax return. What has changed is how you interact with that. What's changed is your thought process, how you're telling yourself you're going to interact with your tax refund. That's going to create this new feeling for yourself. The new feeling is going to be, guess what? It's going to be positive. It's not going to be shameful. It's not going to be judgmental. It's going to be like, yeah, I should give myself a freaking high five because I'm doing this. I'm actually doing what I want to do. I'm, a- I'm actually telling myself I can do this. And then you're going to create those actions. You're going to be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to send some of my money here and some of my money here and both things are going to be good and one's not better than the other. And so this circle keeps moving forward. New thought, new feeling, new action instead of the old thought, old feeling, old action. This, my friend, is how you can proactively change the course of any money goal you want to reach. If you are stuck trying to do something different, this process, this is the process that I teach in my Unfuck Your Money course. We go deep into this. We go deep into some of the central money thoughts that most people have. And how do we just create something different? How do we create a new thought? How do we then create a new feeling and a new action and new patterns and new behaviors? And before you know it, the version of you that said, I'm not good with my tax return, the version of you said, I'm always in debt, the version of you said, um, I, you know, I can't, I can't save for that house, the version of you that said all of these negative things around money, it's different. It's new. It's a new version of yourself. So you need a new thought, you need a new feeling, and you need a new action sequence. This is how this works. So I wanted to loop back around to this, Liz, because you talked about this really important piece in your question was that you probably told yourself you're never good with your tax refund. And I love that you've had this aha moment because this took me years to have these kind of aha moments and certainly many years to be able to vocalize them to you that this is actually what what happens it's like it's like you know static that's kind of playing on repeat in the in the back of your brain all of the time so whenever you get more money you're telling yourself well i'm not good with it i can't be trusted i don't make good decisions who am i to say that i'm going to start investing or you know do some other money goal and this 
is not dependent on how much money you make. I have worked with so many people who are multimillionaires. They have this same thought pattern. We all do, and it's because money is sticky and gooey and yucky and emotional, but it's also great at the same time. And so we need to start leveling the playing field in our brains and our bodies when it comes to money so we can stop having a lot of these traumatic, emotional, anxious, fearful, shameful responses. We can't change the outside world. There's always going to be news that's going to be talking about money from a very negative point of view. Many of the major financial institutions play into this fear and this shame. That's how they get you to do things and to buy things. There's nothing wrong with it. This is just what happens. So you can't change your outside stimulus, but what you can change is internally what's going on with you and how you manage your emotions around money. But I'm proud of you, Liz, and I'm proud of every one of you listening that are thinking, maybe, let's say I get six to $7,000 back in my tax refund. What if I even just take $100 of that and do something that moves me closer to my goals? That's, that's an achievement. That's progress. So I want you to be proud of yourself. Whatever choices, wherever you are on this journey, even if you decide to blow your entire tax refund, I still want you to be proud of yourself. Because this stuff doesn't change overnight. This is hard work. And so I just want you to know that even if the best you did was just listen to this episode, I'm going to give you a round of applause. You can head to the show notes for all the links, everything I mentioned in this episode. You can also find a link there for the waitlist for my Unfuck Your Money course. That's etmpod.link slash money course. I'm going to be opening up mid-March just for 20 people, and you're going to get all sorts of exclusive access to me. It's going to be fun. <laughs> and definitely life-changing. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. 